Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to this issue of Comic Book Tales. Uh, in this issue, I'm going to review the Ant-Man movie. But first, I want to introduce a special guest we have on the program this evening. Um, her name is Heather. Say hello, Heather. Hello. Um, and I just want to go over Heather's um, credentials for understanding comic books. So let's let's go through this real quick. So, Heather, can you name your favorite comic book character of all time? I guess I'd say Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Is that because you are a woman? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably, okay. And I That's... remember that from my childhood. Your Linda Carter TV show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we talk about Marvel Comics here, not DC. But I want to ask you, you've seen all of the Marvel comic movies, correct? The Hulks, the Iron Mans. The I believe Captain so. America. I think the only one you haven't seen is Avengers Age of Ultron, correct? Correct. Okay. So you've got a, a Marvel Universe experience here. Can you tell me your favorite comic book of all time? I've never read one. That's what I thought. You've never read a comic book of any kind. I've read comics. Comics from the, the newspaper. Sunday papers. Okay. So, so Family com- Circle was my favorite. <laughs> okay. That is a comic. Okay. Uh, so you've never read a superhero comic book in your life? No, I have not. So you have no no preconceived notions so when we're talking about Ant-Man tonight, you've never read a comic book with Ant-Man in it? No. Correct? Do you I know never knew Ant-Man existed. Prior to the movie, Correct. you didn't even know Ant-Man was a character. Okay. So last week we went over what the history of Ant-Man, specifically Hank Pym. Um, in this movie, we saw both Hank Pym and Scott Lang. We didn't really talk about Scott Lang too much last week. But I wanted to get somebody's perspective on this review who's never read a comic book who has no idea past history of comic books and get her impression of the Ant-Man movie. So can you please tell us, um, was it, was it interesting to watch? Was it exciting? No, let's step back. Did you want to go see Ant-Man? Were you interested in seeing that movie when you saw the ads on TV? I did not. I could not believe there was a movie about an ant. (laughs) An Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Okay. So you'd really had no interest seeing the ads on TV. It made no difference to you. Not at all. Okay, but I suggested we go see it. Yes. And you said, okay, reluctantly. Yes. Okay. We saw the movie. You came, at the end of the movie, what did you think? Just whatever words you think describe for you what you thought of the movie. I thought it was the best Marvel movie I had ever seen. Really? Okay. Yes. Why? I don't feel like there was as much fighting. Okay. But there was comic and love and action. So you, All three things that I love in a movie. Okay, but you you said not too much action. Is Correct. that right? All right. And I like how, I mean, I guess they did this with Spider-Man and the Hulk and different other movies, but I liked how Ant-Man became Ant-Man. So you like the origin of how he mm-hmm. became Ant-Man. Okay. Um, now, you understand he was not the original Ant-Man. Scott Lang in the movie was not the original Ant-Man, correct? Right, Mr. Okay. Hank Pym. Pym. Okay. So you, you're okay with I the like fact... How, yes, I liked how it, he found the right person to take it forward. Okay. And did you... I mean, was 
when you say it was funny, what was funny? Was there something about it that you found funny? It was his um, sidekick from prison there. Okay. So um, there was some... (laughs) We recapped the movie. So the the movie opens with Scott Lang in prison in a fist fight. And you think, okay, he's getting beat up in prison, which is what you expect. And it's actually their going away ritual. Yes. To you got to fight this big guy to, to before you leave and see if you can knock him out. And Scott Lang did not knock him out. He got knocked knocked down himself. Um, that was that's the whole the movie opened that way. So we really didn't see a lot of Ant Man until at least halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. Was that a good thing or a bad thing in your opinion? Because I was not looking forward to seeing a movie about an ant. Okay. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. That was a good thing. Okay. So So then when he became Ant-Man, and it wasn't as bad, and I liked how he was big and small. Okay. Was was the character believable as a superhero in your mind? Ant-Man? Yeah. Um, well, yes. He didn't have superpowers, Obviously, you got to suspend some disbelief when you go to a comic book movie. It's, I mean, it's not real, but did it seem like if the, you know, if that technology existed, could Ant Man exist in our world based on what you saw in the movie? Did it feel like it was our world? Yes. Okay. Was the villain? Who was the villain? Cross. What was his character? What was he dressed as? What was a the bee? yellow jacket? Mm. Okay. Was he believable as a villain, do you think? Leading up to when he became the... Yeah, I mean, did, did you take him lost? seriously as a villain, or did, did he just seem like he was just kind of there, not really seriously villainous? You always knew he was somewhat of a villain, but it didn't really come out towards the end, which it had to lead up to. Okay, did he seem mentally stable to you, or did no. he seem a little off? A little off. A little rage issues? Okay. And I liked how, no, that's not your question, but I liked too how you thought his daughter was not in a good relationship with Mr. or Hank Pym. Right. But then she was really undercover. Mm hmm. So I liked that too. There were a lot of little twists, things I wasn't expecting. Because I guess I didn't know the storyline. Well, you didn't know the storyline, and we'll get to that in a second. But so it starts out in prison, you have an unexpected event. You don't expect somebody to be fighting, and it's a going away party. Um, you didn't know that Scott had a daughter that he was trying to do the right thing for. Um, you didn't realize that Hank and his daughter Hope were actually closer than they appeared originally. Um, you also didn't realize that she still had some resentment towards him. Mm-hmm. Did that get resolved and favorably in your mind? Mm-hmm. So she comes to grips with why was why was the resentment? Can you describe why that was? Why she was angry with her dad? Well, I think it's the way he treated her because he was afraid of losing her like he lost her mother. Okay. So he lost uh, her mother in when she was the wasp, and he never really told Hope how it happened, mm-hmm. and she just didn't know. She He told her she died in a plane crash, which technically she was on a missile <laughs> that crashed in the ocean, but okay. Um, so... What, if I told you that the way that story progressed isn't exactly comic-worthy, it wasn't exactly how it happened in the comics. Uh, Scott Lang exists in the comics. Scott Lang did break into Hank Pym's house to 
steal things and came across the Ant-Man costume, and Hank Pym did let him have the Hank the uh, Ant-Man costume. Uh, in the comics, Hank Pym has no daughter. Uh, his wife died in one storyline, but they were divorced. Uh, that she didn't die in the way it was shown there. Darren Cross is a real character in the in the comics, but he didn't take over Pym Technologies because Pym Technologies never actually existed in the comics anywhere that I've been able to find. Um, so it wasn't exactly comic-worthy. Now, I exclude the Ultimate Universe from this because I, I'm not as familiar with that, so I don't want to get into that. But the mainstream, Earth-616, none of these things happen exactly that way. Uh, would you recommend this movie to somebody? Did you like it? I really liked it. What? If you're and I wouldn't have changed the storyline. You would have kept exactly what it was. If you were talking to somebody else who has never seen a comic movie, we've got a friend who doesn't like science fiction movies. Would she like this movie? Possibly. Possibly. Even though there's a little sci-fi. There's not much sci-fi. So you could recommend it to her and say mm-hmm. you'd probably like this. And mm-hmm. I know you'd... Okay. Uh, what would you say to her to say you, you should watch this movie? What would you? How would you sell it to her? Well, I just, the three, I mean, well, I don't know. I like the romance. I like the action. I liked just, I don't know, not as much, like there wasn't a lot of fighting, but there was some because that was the, had to happen. Right. Well, you, you mentioned romance. What's the romance in your mind? Um, well, maybe not just romance, but the father and daughter, their relationship healing. Mm-hmm. And... Lang and his relationship with his daughter was good, but then even take it a step further with his ex-wife and her fiance. Okay. And then Hope and Lang sort of having some chemistry towards the end. Okay. So you liked that it seemed like a good family story and mm-hmm. you could you get behind it. Okay. Now, you mentioned some of the other movies we've you've seen. And there have been origins in those movies. Did you like those or not in the same way? Like Iron Man 1 was an origin of Iron Man. Uh, The Hulk was the origin of the Hulk. Captain America, same thing. Thor, I mean, those are origin stuff. Did you you not get the same feeling from those that you did from this? It could be because Ant-Man's the most recent and one I didn't want to see. Okay. Did you want to see the others? More so. Okay, because you'd heard of those characters before? Mm-hmm. Okay, and you'd never heard of Ant-Man, mm-hmm. so it meant nothing to you, and you're thinking, this seems ridiculous. It's a man the size of an ant. Okay. Um, would you recommend uh, for children to watch this movie? Well, we took our daughter, who's six. Okay. And she enjoyed it. She enjoyed it. So you think children, it's good. Any cursing that you remember? Nothing that I remember. Nothing outrageous that you go, okay, can't can't take a kid to. Okay. I would agree with that. I think it's a movie that, you know, children would probably enjoy. Um, did you, you said that the, he was big and small. Did you enjoy the, the juxtaposition where it was like the toy train and it looked when he was small, like it was this barreling locomotive and then they pulled back and it was just this Thomas the Tank Engine toy train. Did that, was that funny to you or is it ironic? It just didn't mean anything one way or the other. I liked it. I don't know if it, I would call it funny. But I also think I like that he used his power of getting small to sort of just get on the other side of the guy and punch him. Okay. Whereas I was thinking, how is a little tiny ant okay. going to beat up somebody? Okay. So you liked that he would get he would change size quick, 
big, small, and then, and hit people. And that, that's that's comic worthy. That's what he did in the comics a lot too. And he would get the power of the expansion and size to, to behind the punch. Um, when I talked about Ant Man last week, I, I believe it was one of the things that Stan Lee complained about with the Ant Man comic and how it was written was that the character was never put next to um, actual objects most of the time, so that people could see the perspective. He was just drawn as a character, drawn as a person. But there was no small item next to him when he was big or big item next to him when he was small to give perspective to make you understand how small he was. There'd be positioned uh, microscopes or things like that so he could talk to you or be seen, but it was really rudimentary. Did you feel like it, it felt, you know, there was enough positioning of larger objects, whether it was the engine? I mean, you, you didn't feel like you were looking at this little tiny dot on the screen all the time, correct? Correct. Okay, so it felt like you actually saw him. And he seemed to vanish and, and appear out of nowhere, which kind of a magic trick. I think our daughter thought it was a magic trick. <laughs> but I'm just trying to get some perspective as to whether or not this was believable in this character. Now, let me give you my opinion. You like the movie for, for your reasons. I liked the movie. I didn't love the the villain. Um, and only because Yellow, Jack was a, Yellow Jacket was an alter ego of Hank Pym in the comics. And it was I didn't like the the laser beams that he shot from the the talons on back, on his back. I just felt like that was to me it felt a little weak to say okay the villain also shrinks in size. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I feel like okay so you you you've developed this pin particle that can shrink and enlarge, and you're working on trying to replicate Hank Pym's work. Why not do it for something else? Why why not make him a giant? Why make him a yellow jacket? That's the part I didn't didn't make any sense. It's like they went too hard to make it two small characters, and maybe that was for a power comparison, so they didn't necessarily uh, overpower Ant Man with a huge giant. And go well, that's totally unbelievable. But just make him evil. He didn't have to have the shrinking uh, for for the yellow jacket. That's the part I just don't understand. It it made and they kind of referenced it a little bit in the in the movie where they said. You know, this is a poor man's Iron Man costume. And that's what it felt like. It felt like the Yellow Jacket costume was just uh, a poor man's Iron Man. It didn't didn't have all the bells and whistles of Iron Man. It just happened to be able to shrink. But that's because he found and started to figure out what Pym made and created, but right. he had not perfected it. Right. Well, the other part I didn't like was they had the Iron Man or the uh, Yellow Jacket costume tiny. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. So he had to enlarge it to put it on. That's true. That's <laughs> odd. I didn't think about that. Why not just have it large and then you shrink? It just, it's like we went out of our way to show the tininess of it. And I, I didn't care for that. I liked how Paul Rudd portrayed Scott Lang. I, thought, I think Paul Rudd does a good job, so I, I was happy with that. I think uh, Michael Douglas, I think he looked awesome in the beginning of the movie when he looked really young. Did it look CGI at all no. to you? He looked like he was young. And I think that was the cool part to I me. I got a little thrown off. Yeah, because like, you know Michael Douglas is not 40, and he looked about 40 there. Uh, and obviously it was CGI, but they did a much better job in this this type of the movie than they did with Tron 2, where they the guy just looked like plastic. This looked legitimately like it was Michael Douglas. And somebody I heard somebody say they should do all Michael Douglas's movies where he looks like he's 40. Just CGI him for every movie. So he's still Michael Douglas acting, but it's just make him look 40 all the time. 
so I liked that part. I liked. I didn't love Hope's haircut, and that kind of distracted mm. me the whole time. Yeah, I, just, I, didn't I like really hated that haircut. Uh, and she, at the end, she gets the wasp costume. Well, let's not costume. be too picky. Well, I'm just trying to say what I. <laughs> the fact that she doesn't exist in the comics makes it hard for me. Again, she exists in the Ultimate Universe. She does not exist in the mainstream 616. I didn't love that part. I felt like she was shoehorned in there for the the romance. emotional and romance. I, that felt a little hard for me. Um, and, and you did get to see some of Scott Lang's uh, technical expertise, which he does have in the comics. He has electronics experience, and he's got some... He's not genius level, but he's at least got some experience doing that. And you got to see some of that. So I think the comic relief of his crew, who seemed barely capable of functioning as a crew, but they, they were comic and they were funny. I liked that. I liked the action. I felt like the story worked pretty well. Uh, you had the stereotypical um, fiancé for the ex-wife who's kind of a jerk and doesn't trust you and doesn't believe you when you know this guy's the hero. <laughs> you, you walk in knowing Scott Lang's the hero, so it's a little hard. But I think overall it was a decent movie. Uh, I think it hasn't done super well at the box office because I think a lot of people thought, thought like you. It's Ant-Man. I don't know anything about him. and I don't know that I want to. Um, so for our listeners, all three of them, <laughs> can you tell me, would you recommend this for everybody to watch who likes Marvel comics? I guess. But if you really like Marvel, I mean, there's things that you know that I didn't. So maybe you won't like it as much. Well, I think that's... I talked about this in other podcasts. You have to be able to suspend some disbelief. You have to walk into it not expecting everything to be exactly like the comics. If you do... So if you can do that, then right. I think you'd enjoy it, Ant-Man. I think I think I would agree with that. You can enjoy Ant-Man and, and like it for what it is. Um, you can criticize it for what it is and if you feel like that. But I think it, it does a decent job of introducing arguably a D-level character into the Marvel Universe, and he will be back in uh, Captain America uh, Civil War, and I think he's supposed to be in the next Avengers movie, Infinity Gauntlet, uh, but we shall see what that comes out. He's They've actually introduced him into the, uh, the uh, cartoon on Disney XD, so I think they're truly trying to make an effort to make uh, Ant-Man part of the Avengers going forward, which he was a founding member, of the, uh, Hank Pym was a founding member of the Avengers. He didn't see that. They referenced some of the other movies, which was nice, but they didn't really, uh, except at the end. Did you like the the uh, mid-level credits with Captain America and the Falcon? Did, that, did you like that or not? When the Falcon says, I know a guy, I can go get him. I don't know if I caught that. Okay. Um, did you like the fight with the Falcon and Ant-Man? Was that, was that good, bad, you don't know? You didn't care one way or the other? Yeah. Okay. Just kind of in there. I felt like they did shoehorn the Falcon in a little bit, um, but I think they couldn't afford to get all the other characters in for that battle scene, so they just kind of left it with one guy and, and admittedly a newer guy, so just get them a little more screen time. So overall, you liked it? Mm-hmm. What did you say the night after we saw it? What did you say? You, you, oh, I wanted to go see it again. <laughs> <laughs> so you liked it enough the next day you wanted to see it again. <laughs> So that should be a ringing endorsement for people, I think. If uh, if you're on the edge, on the seat on this, go see a matinee. It's cheaper. And try it out. I think you'll like it. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, it's not too heavy in the sci-fi. You don't have to know really too much going in. I knew nothing. I mean, well, I mean, I know a little bit about Marvel and 
some of their characters and things like that, but I knew nothing about Ant-Man. Okay, so you knew nothing about the character, you knew not a little bit about the universe, uh, but only what you've seen in the movies. So if it hasn't been for the movies or on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you really weren't familiar with anything on the backstory. Okay, that's what we needed to know. Thank you for joining us, Heather, my lovely, talented wife. Thank you for joining us. This was, Folks, this was her first podcast. Uh, we coaxed her into putting on the headphones and step behind the mic, and I think she did a wonderful job. Please give us some comments and tell us how wonderful she was. I'd like to get her on a little bit more. Uh, she's a little reluctant. Everybody else in my family has been on, but she just doesn't, uh, doesn't like this uh, attention. So thank you for having her on. Thank you, Heather, for joining us. You're welcome. We'll talk to you next time on Comic Book Tales. Oh, check out uh, HannahTreeProductions.com. You can check out our other, other podcasts, uh, subscribe, and uh, listen to it, share with a friend. That's all we ask. Thank you. Good night.